lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast that's not broadcasting from a hot tub while sharing fine cheeses. And my name is Larry Wu. I'm Curtis Withers. Uh, Larry, you know, uh, uh, Heather and I are planning to go to Ottawa um, next month, and I'm a little bit, a little bit sad that I won't be able to take a turn in the bouncy castle. <laughs> what else did they have though? Or oh, the DJ, the Saturday night DJ light show? Yeah, there was a Saturday night DJ. I believe that they <laughs> that they had a spit for roasting suckling pig. Now, now you just got to like go to the market like some animal and find some restaurant and go to the mall and or Spark Street. Actually, Spark Street was like I think one of the exit points, which is kind mm-hmm. of which is kind of smart because it's almost like going to Disney and you go through some type of um, ride or event and it ends up in the uh, gift shop. Mm-hmm. So you know you spent a couple of weeks of the protest and you exit out of Spark Street where you can buy and, you know go to a fine small store. Get yourself a little treat before you leave. Yeah, buy an Ottawa snow globe. Who knew we'd be talking? Oh, first, welcome back, Curtis. Oh, thank Uh, you. Yes. I'm kind of glad you were back because I I released a um, a rerun episode last week, and it took me like four takes (laughs) before I was able to do the intro properly. (laughs) Uh, But welcome back. I'm hopeful. You're slowly getting back to the time zone, or are you still snapping up at like two in the morning for no apparent reason? No, no, it's been going relatively smooth, smoothly. I still feel sort of more tired around this time of night, like you know nine o'clock or whatever than usual. Um, but I think um, generally, generally, my sleeping patterns are falling into into line, um, and I didn't have too much time to. I didn't have too much time to readjust because my last Olympic shift ended at 5 a.m. on Saturday. And then I started working just regular nine to five hours on Monday. But what I did was I just, you know, instead of staying up till, instead of staying up till five, like I would have normally done uh, during my shift, I just cut back two hours per night on the weekend. And that seemed to just work a charm. Not not even self-medicated to get yourself to bed or anything? (laughs) No, I didn't take any like neocitrin or melatonin or combination of neocitrin and mel- melatonin or anything like that. Right? All right. Well, welcome back, Curtis. Just off the top there, I couldn't believe that we're still talking about this trucker convoy. Well, now that it's kind of died down, it's the the police kind of rolled in, broke up the groups, um, kind of took control of of Wellington and I guess parts of Sussex and the market and everything else that was closed down there for the uh, 20 some odd days. Who knew that we'd still be talking about this? Yeah, I honestly thought like, I don't know, maybe this shows my naivete um, probably does, but I kind of thought that it would be one of those things where they'd roll into town, they'd spend a weekend, maybe a little bit longer, you know, making their point and then they'd be gone. I did not know that there that the plans were to stay. I mean, you know, I I th- I find I find personally a weekend in Ottawa to be enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so. As, as an adult, yeah, yeah, it's a joy. It's a, don't get me wrong. I love it for a weekend, and then that's enough. 
I don't see the need to be staying staying there for for like weeks on end. Now, mind you, I did not have access to roast suckling pig in the middle of the street. Maybe that would have changed my opinion on the whole thing. But or a bouncy castle or a hot tub. Yeah, none of those things. None of those. None of those things were available uh, in the middle of the street when I was in Ottawa. Could you imagine if there was like uh, like in Washington when they had Black Lives Matter uh, march towards the White House, if they set up a hot tub? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it would be. Uh, it would. You, yeah, um, mayhem. <laughs> Tucker Tucker Carlson. Tucker Tucker Carlson would have a whole segment on it, and he'd have his like bemused face. Like they've got hot tubs in the middle of the street, you know. <laughs> and you gotta ask yourself if they can put hot tubs in the middle of the street. Maybe they can put hot tubs in your backyard. <laughs> you know, like this is one of his stupid ass rants. <laughs> As of recording this today, uh, the federal government also lifted the Emergency Act, or what used to be called the War Measures Act, um, which. Yeah, only the Trudeaus have actually invoked it in, <laughs> yep. in recent history. Ending 48 hours of tyranny, Larry. 48 hours of tyranny. And it went away as of uh, today. Or maybe it was longer because it was when they voted on it was 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 Monday. But they had already kind of enacted it on the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I honestly, I, I don't know. We were talking about it a bit before the show and and I'm not sure what parts of that they used outside of obviously the freezing of the the accounts the freezing of the they gave them the freezing of the bank accounts they were also able to force the um apps to register somehow so that they could actually uh I guess monitor the activities of funds coming in, especially because this was a foreign uh, site, right? Because uh, mm. it was at that that Christian site that, oh, that they like started Gibbs using. Send go. Oh, what a horrible name! <laughs> it's a horrible, horrible, horrible uh, name for a horrible site. Yeah. So, so then it spawned uh, a new person in the Suicide Squad, which was I, I don't know if he actually has an official name. Uh, I'll just call him Hacker Guy. Right, so someone actually hacked that website. Um, I think it was. I think it was Canadian, right? He and he exposed a donor list. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Now the part that doesn't sit well with me in one way, I'm on the fence of this one. Is they revealed a whole bunch of people and they kind of got reprimanded by their employers. Mm Hmm for being on the list. Now, mm-hmm. some of them were cops. Now, you would think cops would know better, but I guess if they see it as, well, I'm off the clock, I'll do whatever I want, but you would think cops would know better, I, I would think, but I guess they didn't think the site would get hacked. Well, I mean, I don't know how m- many people who donated like 20 bucks, say, or whatever. Yeah knew exactly what this was going to morph into. Like, I believe, I believe some of the, the people that they've talked to who, who like regret making those, those donations, like, you know, like they, they got, they, 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 
they bought into something that turned out to be not what they uh not what they expected it's like you know when you when you were a kid you'd have a comic and then they had the ads for sea monkeys on the back mm-hmm. and you might have willingly bought those sea monkeys and then when they show up to your to your house and they're just sort of like 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 sea brine or whatever like little little shrimp brine guys yeah you didn't you didn't you thought you were getting sea monkeys so maybe that's what some of these some of these donors were they're like you know we're i'm i'm gonna donate so that these guys can just go and speak their mind in, in a reasonable and rational way and then they're like i didn't order asshole convoy <laughs> you're right you're right May, or, or maybe they uh, they ordered the x-ray glasses was that yeah. one of the ones oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> the x-ray, x-ray glasses there was like the there was like the joe weeder put muscle on in nine days oh the, yeah the sand yeah. yeah yeah the sand the, the guy getting kicked his sand kicked in his face oh that's well, right you know I, I don't think there's any point in us belaboring the this story because it's gone on so long and i think people are also tired of hearing about it you and i've said on the show many times we both went to school school at carlton in ottawa uh, I, I wanted to share this one fun story um, about uh, Billingsbridge. In fact, as a result of the convoy, there will be forever known as this incident called the Battle of Billingsbridge, which uh, I guess it was a Carleton grad student who caught wind of convoy coming up certain routes because i'm sure he maybe went on to that uh that discord like app that we talked about that the truckers were using and uh he is a senior instructor in global and international study at carlton so that's that fancy building that i think i had a lot of classes in but uh, there was a lot more smarter people than me and uh oh, what is that school called curtis do you remember it was a really ugly building that was <laughs> that looked like it was by the sixties. Sound like the Pat the Patterson School of International Affairs or something like that. Uh, I can't remember. It's it's next to Loeb, and it was yeah. that sixties building. Yeah, um, but but you're right. But you're right. So uh, he caught wind. He put up on a local Facebook group saying he's going to be there Sunday morning to potentially like stop some of these truckers that, that, that were hoping to join. Yeah. He showed up. There was a few people at first at around nine, about two dozen at the intersection. And the group just swelled into hundreds and they were able to ha- corral about 30 vehicles in the convoy at Billings bridge, like right in, probably like right in front of the mall. Right. Mm-hmm. If, if, yep. if people know the geography of Billings bridge. So it's a good choke Bill- point. Yeah. It's a good choke point. <laughs> right napoleon knew it the carthaginians knew it (laughs) the anti-protest protesters knew it yeah so they uh you know just like the anti-pro these are tired ottawa citizens that were just like we're done and this would have been like two weeks. This is probably two weeks into the protest. And yeah, they had quite a bit of support to swell. They had food there, just like everyone. But uh, it was pretty peaceful. Like, I think they were able to stop those 35 additional vehicles from joining the main convoy. Yeah, I think the key um, 
was that things didn't get too heated. I think that they tried to have dialogue with the truckers and made their case. And and apparently, like according to the quote in the article, is that a lot of the truckers were surprised that there was resistance. This is what happens when you know everybody's just in echo chambers all the time. You know, thanks to oh. social media, they have no idea. You know, some of these people have no idea that. You know, most of the people that see don't want them there. So I think we we should add Sean here as the general of the Battle of Billingsbridge and add him to the Suicide Squad. Yeah, he can be like the Rick Flag. He can be the Rick Flag guy. He sounds like he knows how to organize things. Yep. Uh, There was other fun stories that came out of this. So that was the Battle of Billingsbridge, which you and I are trying to remember the name of the restaurant that was on the southwest side of Billingsbridge where one could, if it was your birthday and you can prove it, you can get a free entree from many moons ago. And many a times we took advantage of that, but I couldn't for the life of me remember the name of the restaurant. You thought it was, what was your guess? Brannigan's was my guess. Now, now that, now that you, you, now that you said it, I, I, I know it's a name, but I thought it was Hannigan's. It could have been Hannigan's. Maybe with an H? It just came to me now because I know before the show, you and I were trying to remember we couldn't find the thing. But another fun thing that came out of the trucker protest after this, uh, another person to add to the Suicide Squad. And if anyone doesn't know what um, we're talking about, we talked about the Toronto Suicide Squad, which were a whole bunch of Toronto misfit. Some of them were criminals, but just also odd characters to form a superhero group to battle evil versus evil so this would be like kind of the convoy of edition is a balcony guy yeah probably one of the more famous guys that came out of it yeah uh so balcony guy most people have probably seen him because it's gone viral but balcony guy was a guy who just came out on this balcony and shouted a string of obscenities (laughs) very colorful obscenities (laughs) at the truckers and and you know you want my statement? Here it is, and gave them the double deuce, the double middle finger, and stuff, and uh, and and some 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 smart smart arse uh, made a made a Canadian heritage moment out of it. <laughs> it. Yeah, they they deserve a bell for that one. Like that was fantastic. You and I were talking about before the show about ever reaching that breaking point. I don't think I've ever in my entire life had reached that level of my breaking a point, but no, I don't. No, I've never, uh, never, ever, ever. And, and, uh, especially because like in that case, this guy, he's, I mean, he's, he's sort of safe on his balcony or whatever, but he's, he's outnumbered and, you know, he's dealing with like some potentially unsavory people and he's just yelling at them, just calling them all kinds of names, calling the, like calling their, like, uh, you know, the, the, the women in the group some pretty harsh names under normal, normal circumstances. I would have been like this, this, this guy is terrible, but, uh, I can, I can understand that he was probably like, probably hadn't slept in a long time. And, you know, it was, it was seemed to be going on. No, no, at this point, no progress is being made in pushing these guys back. Right. Like, oh yeah. Nothing. So heroes, heroes appear, uh, of weird spots. Uh, another candidate for the Ottawa Suicide Squad is—is uh, is he just Pot and Ladle Man or Pot and 
Pot yeah, and Pot and, I've seen Pot and Ladle Man. He's referred to as 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 that a few times. So this was just similar to when we for the long for the beginning of the pandemic, people were cheering on uh, frontline and health workers, right? Mm-hmm. You know that was a whole hitting the pot and pan, making noise. And but this guy, like, right? He he went onto the streets and was like kind of in their faces with a pot yeah. and a ladle. He was right in their face. He was right in their face and uh, wouldn't back down. And they were insinuating, you know, they were insinuating sort of violence and he didn't care and he didn't back down. And, uh, you know, they were, they were, they were complaining about how annoying it was. Like, like these people just have no, no, no sort of self-awareness at all, I guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, there's the, the video of it is like there's the woman gets very close to him, holds out her hand and she says, stop, that's immature. And to which to which he replies, I know <laughs> it just continues. <laughs> she, and he warns and he warns her if she doesn't get her hands out of the way, she might get hit by the spoon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah, there was some. Uh, you know some definite definite characters who uh, who came came out of the, if if this uh, convoy gave us nothing, it at least gave us these uh, these 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 very three, these three unsung heroes. The, yeah, the, these unsung heroes. Well, well, now 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 that we've got you know a a Suicide Squad Toronto Suicide Squad Ottawa was there a fourth member? I think we were talking about that that could be maybe a, a sidekick to these three. Well, I kind of like the blue jacket guy. Who's blue jacket guy again? He's like the balcony guy, except he's right down in the like he's on street level and he's just screaming at these guys. And and it's uh, it's 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 something it's something to see as well. He's 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 not he's not a happy man. And he's just screaming at these guys. And and I think one of them makes the mistake of saying, we're fighting for your freedom too. And then that just sets him off even more. And he just like <laughs> goes ape shit on them. So yeah, Blue Jacket guy. Way early on before there was the, the Battle of Billings Bridge, I think there was another time when, when some people stood in the street to stop the trucks. I think it was like three sort of like older, older women like got, you hmm. know, sort of stood in the stood stood their ground and stopped some uh some some vehicles uh from from moving and i think they're also part of the suicide squad oh so the, the, if there's three of them we can call them the ottawa furies right the ottawa furies that's right yes <laughs> yes uh, i paid attention to grade 11 english i think <laughs> All right, so uh, let's let's leave the trucker protests at least locally because it became a worldwide thing, right? Like things were happening in Europe. Uh, the the police were cracking down on them there as well. We saw what happened in Ottawa, New Zealand. You know, the New Zealand Prime Minister was doing a great job during the early portions of the pandemic. Uh, her country. So New Zealand, instead of firing off. You know, horses and the tear gas and any other anti-riot type techniques, uh, they decided to go in a, let's say, unorthodox method. So authorities in New Zealand basically were trying to disperse the protesters by blasting music at them. Mm-hmm. That's right. So they, they, they had Barry Manilow's greatest hits on loop. <laughs> and after that failed to dislodge the members, they uh, started going with baby shark 
Yep, Baby, Baby Shark. Shark and uh, James Blunt, You're Beautiful. Yeah, well, these uh, these New Zealand protesters are, are made of some stern stuff if they can withstand <laughs> Baby Shark. That, 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 that sort of sonic debasement, like it's just... <laughs> So, so Curtis, if you were the chief of police, in, well, maybe New Zealand or here, maybe just because New Zealand, because they had their idea, what would your song or potentially playlist on loop be to disperse the crowd? I doubt, honestly, that they would be able to survive many playings of the residents cover of uh, I Can't Get No Satisfaction, um, which is... Uh, just an atonal mess. Uh, <laughs> I actually don't know I, I, that I, one. I'll have oh, to look it, that one up. It's it's a tough listen. It's a very tough <laughs> listen. Anything else? Uh, I also I also kind of think "What's New Pussycat" by Tom Jones. Oh, strong. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's a strong one. Yeah, like I just think. I think you'd be able to to survive a couple of salvos of that, but like the fifth or sixth time in a row, you hear that bom, 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 and then like the the song, like I don't know. I think it would break me. I I don't know about uh, about these guys. Yeah. But. Okay, I, I I I've got I've got two. One would be maybe not her version specifically, but Celine Dion's "My Heart Will Go On." Hmm. I'm thinking maybe a cover by like a grade seven band that really should have practiced more. Yeah. And just have that looping. There there was another part was uh, Lady Gaga's uh, Bad Romance, but not not most of the song. Just the part where she's kind of doing that rah-rah Rasputin piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just loop, just just segment that and loop that constantly and just like blast that. Good on the Kiwis to try to be inventive about uh, dispersing their crowds. Yes. Oh. But uh, yeah, so there's other things going on in the world right now as well with New Zealand blasting music. I don't know if Ukraine can blast any music at the Russian troops right now, but what's going on there, eh? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's... Um it's looking like some sort of military incursion is is imminent. I think that the uh, that that uh, the 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 Russian parliament in Russia. I can't remember what their 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 house is called, but uh, they've authorized the House of Putin. The house That's of what Putin, it's called. The house House Putin. House Putin has authorized, I guess, the use of you know use of uh, of of military hardware outside of russia's borders so yeah you know putting on my video game hat when i look at i don't know the geopolitical reasons of why he's going has he actually stated other than well ukraine used to be part of greater russia is that is that the thought i think it's because i think it's i think he's just worried about about um well, I don't know if he's just worried, but I think one of the reasons that is that he doesn't like how far east NATO has gone. Yeah, he went, well, I was like, so putting on my video game hat, I look at the map, and I taking Ukraine would also give him the Black Sea. So I figured, well, maybe he's looking as that as a strategic move. 
But the interesting thing is, you know, Putin's ex-KGB, I don't I don't see him as like a warmonger leader. I, I totally see him being kind of that manipulative finger tapping guy playing strings everywhere. So there, there's another end game that we might not even know of. But you're right. It, it's it's the incursion of NATO, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I mean, to, do, you, do you think do you think uh, they'll do something like this uh, picture I found uh, from the 80s? When the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan, gas stations in Toronto refused to gas Lattice. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. those cars? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was yeah. a whole... Do you remember the... Um, what were they called? The Frantics? Do you remember that? that oh, yeah. They had, the, they had that whole song about, about driving a lot of... And the guy's like, driving faster than people without cars. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 the, the you know the ladder would get uh, what fifteen hectares on a thimble of kerosene. That's right. Just put it in H. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think the problem is is like there. Are, I don't think anybody in North America has a Lada or a Yugo anymore. So there's no like Eastern Bloc vehicles that you can that 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 you can sort of uh, put you, an embargo. You can, you can put embargoes on. <laughs> Like what? What's what's a what is a Russian product that that we might have here? I don't, I can't think of any that that I've seen in just none <laughs> that we've imported or whatever. Like I'm sure there must be, but I just I'm not aware of anything that would t- if if like the the government said, you know, in solidarity with the people of Ukraine, we're stopping all Russian imports. Like I I, I honestly. And maybe I'm I'm dumb, and maybe there's a whole bunch of stuff, but like, I honestly don't know how this would affect affect me at least in any way. Yeah, I mean, we we get out. I, I get my beets grown locally, <laughs> and then pickled by some hipster. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, this story is unfolding, and it's. Uh, I don't think I think it's going to get worse before it gets any better. So hopefully. Uh, uh, things don't get too too ugly. I don't think this is going to stop the diplomatically, right? No, it, it doesn't appear so. Yeah. Well, let's let's switch over to another topic. One thing that we haven't done in a while. I'm going to spring it to uh, as a surprise, Curtis, because you've been too good at this game that we play on on the existentialist cucumber, which is a new ver- new edition of Dead or Alive. So, celebrating what I believe uh, is not really a milestone year, but it's uh, still significant. Like, I think they are 40, this must be 43, 44 years old is the movie Alien. So, we're going to do Dead or Alive, Alien the Movie Edition. Okay. Okay, so... Alien, great movie. I, I would say that it's it's interesting when we we were talking about Sigourney Weaver in a second, like the character Ripley. I can't think of another female heroine lead that's kind of had this long lasting effect like Ripley. Like, can you think of another one? I, I I don't even count Katniss because I don't think Katniss is in is in our lexicon of pop culture, right? Uh, Red Sonia. <laughs> Red Sonia. Yep. You think Red Sonia? Oh, I, I, you know, I don't know if MCU will ever. That, that was an MCU comic too, right? 
think they'll break it, break, break that out, bust that out. I don't know. Yeah, she was in the Conan. She was in the Conan verse, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if they will or not. Okay, why don't we get going? Okay, so this is Dead or Alive with the cast of Alien, which arguably speaking, Ripley was the only one that <laughs> came out of that unscathed. But uh, let's start off at the top with Ripley, uh, Sigourney Weaver. Alive. Yeah, that that's an easy one because her career is still going strong and she was recently we saw her in the uh spoilers here uh at the end credit scene right in uh ghostbusters afterlife all right so he was the captain of the nostromo played the character dallas tom scarrett Ooh, that's a good one i'm gonna say he's alive tom scarrett is alive he turned 90 this year right Wow. 1933. Well, let's, I forgot, let's check how old Sigourney is. I know, I think um, Sigourney is 73. Okay. All right, let's move along. So this was the first person to get impregnated by the alien from movie-wise. John Hurt as Kane. John Hurt. Um, I I think uh, I remember him... I think I remember reading about him dying. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with he's dead. He is passed away. He was 77 in 2017. He passed away. All right. I don't mean all right that that, that he's dead. <laughs> I mean all right that I got it correct. Right, right, right. He's he had a, a pretty decent body of work um, over the over the, his his career. So mm-hmm. uh, good on him. And, and you like the fact that you know they the writer called him Kane, right? He's the one that actually, you know, gave birth to the evil monster, son of Kane, I guess. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Jeez. No, not too subtle. <laughs> yeah. All right. This was a side character. I think she died relatively early. She was the other female uh, crewman. Uh, her character's name was something inconsequential. Lambert. Is right. Veronica Cartwright? This will be. I mean, I have a fifty-fifty chance. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know anything about Veronica Cartwright. I remember Lambert, but like, uh, yep. Uh, I'm gonna say, just to make things even, I'm gonna say she's dead. She is alive. Ah, course. I knew it. I'm looking at her career. Uh, well, she was in The Birds with Alfred Hitchcock. Okay. Probably as a child, I think she would have been pretty young during then. No, no recall for Alien on that. Let's let's keep going. This is one of the two what I I call the working class crewmen because everyone seemed to be like some type of scientist or officer. Mm-hmm. These two characters were like the everyday blue collar space guys, right? Harry Dean Stanton as Brett. Harry Dean Stanton. I again, my mind, my mind's not what it once was, but I thought I read something about him dying. I'm going to say he's dead. He has passed away again in 2017 and 91. Wow. 2017. I thought 2016 was the rough year. 2017. Also not great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, the last thing I remember him in was, uh, the first avengers when hulk lands on lands after jumping out of the prison right right and he's the 
is it security officer or or deputy or something that that finds him right right yeah okay so the second blue collar space worker actor's name was Yafit Koto right yeah famous Yafit Koto Yafit as Parko as Parker yeah Yafit Koto also uh also in um the 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 monkey hustle Mm -hmm. and uh live and let die Live and Not Die, and and one of those cop shows, one some big police procedural show. But uh, ah, jeez, he was also in The Running Man, right? He was like uh, his buddy, right? That's was was that him? Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he was rumored to live in Marmoreau, Ontario, I remember. That's what Steve Irwin's brother thought and, and actually went to Marmoreau to try to stalk him. I'm not making this up. But <laughs> well, I can say, I can say he's, uh, I know I'm going to be kicking myself. I'm going to say he's dead. Oh, you are correct, Curtis. You oh. are. You're, you're doing, actually, have you gotten one wrong yet? Yes, I got uh, Lambert oh. wrong. Okay, okay. Uh, Yafikado passed away in not too long during the pandemic, unfortunately, in March of 2021 at the age of 81. Oh, wow. he was living in uh, the Philippines or maybe he was vacationing. He managed to get out there instead of just hanging out here. Uh, interesting fact about the two working class guys. I, again, just like anything, any story, even going back in Shakespeare, like right, the two unlikely guys, right? The, the ones that were you know, not as quote unquote smart as the other crewmen. They suggested all the things that they should have done <laughs> from day one, right? Like Yafikado kept saying, why don't they freeze him? Like this is when Kane mm-hmm. had the parasite like mm-hmm. on his face. And they were like, why don't you just put him in hyperfreeze? Mm-hmm. Like he kept saying that several times. And I think they were also like, don't put him onto the ship. Like, so like Sigourney, right? Like Ripley was saying, don't bring him into the ship. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah no, I, I know. They, you never listen to those guys and they have all the best ideas. Yep. Okay. Spoiler alert. Ash, Ian Holm. He is the android. Ian Holm. I remember. I thought I remember hearing about him dying too. So I'm going to say he's dead. He has passed away June 19th, 2020. He was 88. If people don't know who Ian Holm is other than his famous character, Ash, you will probably know him as uh, the first Bilbo Baggins in right. the, the, uh, the first Fellowship of the Ring series, not, uh, not, not Tim from The Office. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yes. Ian Holm. Play, he, he, he set the, the bar playing the sketchy android the the whalen uh, uh industries android right because everybody else who played an android up to even the the covenant and prometheus movies where fastbender's playing all kind of follow his lead like in terms of speech cadence yeah and can- and just that 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 lack of emotion like he plays uh spock better than probably leonard nimoy would have yeah i guess yeah like bishop was was a more i think a more um compassionate android but definitely had the same sort of 
yeah, the same the same sort of androidish mannerisms. Mm hmm. No, definitely. Uh, a little bit of video game trivia. I think a lot of them were also invited back to voice in Alien Resurrection. I don't know if you had a chance to play that on the PlayStation at all. I'm too scared. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think they they like everyone that we mentioned that hadn't passed away before the video game came out were all invited back to voice the game. And that game came out in 2014. So that was almost like a launch title, I would think, right? Close to a launch title. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember when it came out and I was because I, I really like, you know, the first alien movie, I was I was interested in it. But I'm like, man, I'm just too much of a chicken. <laughs> like, I, I don't mind what if I'm watching those movies, but if I'm playing them, then I just find I'm even more susceptible to jump scares and stuff. And I'm just too much of a chicken. No, I hear you. I hear you. That's OK. Well, hey, Curtis, you, you only got one wrong. Yeah, that's pretty good. Now, now you got to go up and go and watch Alien this weekend, right? Yeah, I, I think it's on one of my streaming services. I should I should watch it again. Yeah, I had it on DVD, but I think I gave it away in my great DVD, in my great physical media purge. I think I mm. lost. I think I gave it away. It, it, it got me thinking about Alien because of how much momentum and uh, love for the new Dune. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And it kind of got me thinking, well, you know, what other classic sci-fi movies, which I hope they never come back and remake, but they keep revisiting. And I don't know if, because Ridley Scott didn't write the original Alien. Uh, obviously, he put his vision to it. And I think that is probably a big thing because Ridley can't write the Alien stories. Like compared to the first Alien, like the ones that he's made mm. are like, you know, Mickey Mouse ABC compared to what is happening in, in the original Alien. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it's, uh, it's my, I mean, I know that there's a lot of love for Aliens and I get it, you know, good action movie, but I, I think that Alien is the, for me, for, 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 for what I like is the superior overall film. Well, you, you take your pick, right? Mm -hmm. The, there's the Ridley Scott horror movie. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, action movie which is really the sequel right yeah yeah and 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 many people i know prefer the action movie and it's a good action movie so oh. I, can, I can get it but i, I like i like uh, my dad and i have talked about this because he agrees with me i like you know not knowing what the hell is on that ship till the very end and just like all mm -hmm. that you know it's just really suspenseful yeah, actually, while we're on the topic, since we're since we're, we're talking about Alien, there's several things that I really loved about the movie. Uh, there's certain scenes and certain things that that really kind of set itself up. One, the alien doesn't show up to like what an hour into mm -hmm. the movie. That's right. Yeah. And during that hour, Ripley is kind of I'm not really a I would say actually say a background character. Like you don't see her as being the the heroine and the lead character until much later in the movie like tom yeah. scarrett as dallas he's the captain and he's doing stuff and he he's getting a lot more airtime than than sigourney is and then when the movie changes the full-on from sci-fi to full-on horror movie it uh, she she takes the reins right yeah it kind of subverts expectations right yeah. you're like you're you're yeah like like 
Tom Skerritt is going to be like the, you know, Han Solo of this adventure or whatever, you know, like be the the leading man or whatever. And then, yeah, you're right. I think they did a good job actually like yeah. setting that up. And, and, and what I was saying off the top, the character Ripley. So, you know, it's iconic, right? Like it, it, people still talk about people know what you're referring to if I. If I, if I say the name mm-hmm. now, there's a great, you know, I'm not a filmmaker by any means, but I, I love this scene is when the alien does come out of Kane. And I'm not talking about the bloody scene at the end, but it's a really, if you go back and watch it this weekend, it's an oddly weird, uh, sorry, oddly weird. It, it's an interesting way they filmed it because it's this really noisy dining room scene where everyone's kind of having their own little conversations and the, 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 the sounds of everyone seem to be kind of melding together. So it's, it's very difficult to kind of focus on, on well, what conversation am I supposed to listen to? And, and you get the sense that you're actually listening from the alien embryos perspective, mm-hmm. you know, where you're, if you, if you kind of think about you, you being inside Ash's carcass, and you're just hearing these voices, like these mm-hmm. murmurs, right? Um, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. I, you know, because I think that was very intentional because when you're – even as a kid, when I, I didn't understand it until I started watching it as an adult. I went, oh, that's kind of neat. I kind of yeah. get that because it always confused me. It was like, well, this scene's really confusing because there's so many people talking and like what? And they're talking about the food and other, Oh, it's just, and then the, and then it just happens. Yeah. And if you remember, there's this, that weird pause. Now, whether or not the actors did it because they were so in shock of (laughs) the amount of blood during the scene, but there's that one pause where the shirt goes all red and he just goes still and everybody else goes still. And then he starts convulsing again. So it's not like this immediate, constant convulsing blood spewing out of the scene though right right yeah. yeah i mean there's so much yeah there was there was like a lot of good craft in that movie mm-hmm. and uh yeah I, I think yeah i do want to watch it again now that we've been okay. talking about it on to the headlines a new epidemic is raging through springfield and this one didn't start with crusty burgers watch a sandwich all right so we have a few uh, headlines for everyone this week something beyond the trucker news and also the olympics and how the poor 15 year old oh god it's such a tragic story curtis oh geez yeah but uh this one's a little closer to home for those uh junk food aficionados no chips for you. Frito-Lay in food fight with Loblaws. So I guess they're going in, uh, doing a price war. Frito-Lay, who owns Doritos, Ruffles, Miss Vicky's, uh, they want to raise their prices. Loblaws doesn't want to pay. And they stop shipping all of their brands to uh, Loblaws, Shoppers Drug Mart, Zares, or Fortino's, mm-hmm. or any of the kind of Loblaws stores you don't realize when you think about those brands how much shelf space like oh, yeah. chips take up and their chips would take up like that whole aisle is probably like it's just dust right just little chip scraps and they're lucky it's not during the summertime when chips are high and cottage time is high like yeah i mean 
I agree. Like, I, I, I think there's a there's a quote in here, and it's uh, Lisa Hutchison, retail analyst Lisa Hutchison, says that both sides have something to lose. She said, but she says they both need each other. But I think Loblaws needs Frito Lay a bit more because of how much shelf space they take up. Mm-hmm. And if I have to guess, I'd say Loblaws blinks first because they're the ones who are going to be dealing with the disappointed customers. So, yeah, I mean, if you're in that kind, if you're if you're the if you're the supplier and you're not on the and you're not on the sort of like business end of dealing with uh, um, angry customers, and let me. Uh, just say that the other day I was in the value mart and I saw a woman yell for like five straight minutes at somebody behind the deli because they were slow with her snack. Then, <laughs> you know, if you're the supplier, you're not dealing with that person. So you can you can hold out a little bit longer. So, yeah, no, no, you're, you're totally right. So not to cause any additional panic, but in addition to Doritos, Ruffles, Miss Vicky's, this also includes... Lay's, Tostitos, Cheetos, Roll Gold pretzels, and Smart Food popcorn. Yeah, like that's like that's a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of space in that in that snack aisle. So if yeah. you're Loblaws, like you're essentially left with your President's Choice uh, and Humpty Dumpty, an old Dutch, which oh. I think might be the same company now as Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, but the President's Choice ones all have those just out there flavors that I just don't I don't buy in on. Well, you know what you can you what you can still get though, Larry, is you can still get the classic yellow and black no name brand. That no 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 frills. You got regular barbecue, salt and vinegar, maybe sour cream and onion and that's it. No ketchup? You have ketchup in Canada, right? Maybe there's ketchup in those in those no frills ones. I don't know. Or- but they're, they're 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 like you know, they're actually the best deal because they taste, in my opinion, just as good as Lay's and they're way cheaper. So as a, as a side chip discussion, Pringles, are they a chip or are they like some other classification of junk food? I think they're a chip. They're a chip that just comes in a different delivery system. They're basically a chip. They're like the hot dog of chips, right? You you know that there's some type of potato corn like loaf that's just kind of sliced, <laughs> so that's how they can get that uniform. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the uniform look. sort of thing, so, they, so that so that they can fit properly in that tennis ball container that uh, they come in. Uh, oh man, Pringles! I I haven't eaten a Pringle. I swear to God, Larry, no, no hyperbole in twenty years. I would say. I would, so I, would, your, I would say I would say I was in my twenties the last time I ate a Pringle. So so there's your drop mic weekend, Curtis. You're gonna go get some Pringles and go watch Alien. Yeah, maybe maybe get a Jolt Cola while I'm at it and relive my university days. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just hope this isn't your neighbor. A dad took down a whole town's internet trying to limit kids' screen time. If your kids are addicted to Roblox or whatever game or screen thing that's uh, pretty popular these days, um, don't deploy a high-powered illegal signal jammer. That's the moral of the story here. So this father, yeah, just, you know, wanted to limit their screen time. So instead of, I don't know, turning off or throttling their Wi-Fi at home or taking their phones away, uh, he bought this device, this jamming signal device that uh, 
transmitted radio waves, basically the same frequency as uh, mobile devices and blocking them from connecting to cell towers. This is uh, my question for you, Larry. Yeah. Did he try unplugging the router? No, it sounds like this guy, these kids have decent data and they're using their phones, which ah, I assume that's why that's okay. why he was using this jammer. Okay. But still, take the phone away. Or or, could, or take the chargers not, away. Could he not put a yeah, or could he not put a hold on the data plans? Curtis, why 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 do that when I can clearly buy a doomsday device <laughs> off the internet? He probably thought he probably thought he was like pretty awesome. He's like, well, I'll show you. I'm going to disrupt the signal and then and then takes out. It was like a tower, right? So he takes down like an entire neighborhoods. Oh, gee, yeah. Um, so I, apparently this guy was in uh, Europe. Uh, so which legal jammers just to let everyone know they're a no, no. Possession of one is uh, subject to about six months in prison and about a 30,000 30, euro fine. Not chump change. Not chump change at all. I'm surprised no one kind of tried to use one during the trucker protest. That, that could have been our, our, our fourth member of Ottawa Suicide Squad. <laughs> Radio jammer guy. <laughs> all right. So one thing that uh, personally I'd like to jam, but uh, it's not in Canada just yet, is the exclusive Trump's Truth Social app came out this week in the States. Mm-hmm. So this is a Trump-funded social media platform where I'm sure if you're talking about echo chambers of echo chambers, this is probably the mecca of echo chambers. Oh, geez. It'll be crazy. Like you were saying, though, uh, before the show, there was, there's going to be some people that, that are going to make accounts just to mess with it. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I might be actually the first one lining up. I'm sure there's going to be a Reddit subreddit about <laughs> people making, you know, uh, just messing with them but i i i love how they also intentionally just like twitter because i think i, I again i'm not a twitter user you can't edit a tweet once you've have it up right you can only remove you it. can only remove yeah you have to delete it yeah well their their motto curtis is no way to edit truths <laughs> truths <laughs> so that's what that is not what they're gonna that's what the, the that's that's their name for tweets truths i'm gonna yes right you. That's I, right. I'm going to send the truth on that. I now, know. now apparently the CEO says, uh, at least not yet. So. <laughs> Good grief. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing right now I'm thinking, I'm, I'm more thinking not just when's the app going to come to Canada and when can I start an account is rather what is my handle going to be on truth, Curtis? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we, we should come up with one for the cucumber. Ooh. Um. Yeah. I, if, I don't know. Like. Uh, I know that if we that, had swag, if we had swag to give away, I I do this as like a promotional contest. What what what, what should our handle be on? Uh, well, we get people uh, putting in submitting. Yeah. <laughs> for what our handle should be on Truth Social. Truth Social. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I I know that Devin Nunez's cow will be taken like right away, so we won't be able to get that. <laughs> Um, I saw somebody with the reporter, one of the reporters uh, from the Guardian who tried to get on, uh, her handle was Stormy D. <laughs> oh. what, what would be our first truth that we post? 
maybe this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, one place that uh, who one politician who doesn't need their uh, truth social app. Well, I'm sure there. I'm sure he's probably thought about doing a Ford Nation app. Is good old Dofo. So Dofo, Ontario to scrap Ontario place renewals fees and stickers. Now you don't drive anymore, Curtis. But yes, every year us chumps that drive, we have to go and pay for a sticker to put on your license plate to basically allow us to drive on Ontario on the roads. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been, always been a kind of a cash grab. It's about one hundred and twenty dollars a year. They've scrapped it, and money is coming back to your pocket to buy more beer. That's a hundred and twenty dollars worth of beer, Curtis. Yep, yep, that's right. Well, you know these kind of these kind of programs always they 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 always get you with that that more money in your pocket that they loved it. like that was Andrew Shear Andrew Shear when he was running for uh, prime minister when he was the leader of the the federal conservatives just couldn't stop saying that in every single sort of availability had means more money in your pocket. You know, like I just, I just, and I know that that appeals to people and yeah, everybody would like more money in their pocket, I guess. But like, you know, I think, I think they should expect more out of their government than pocket change, you know, and Mm -hmm. they should expect, they should expect government to wisely, spend public money in ways that'll that'll help them and other other people here i just just find it just so short-sighted just like oh this but yeah this will put put an extra 123 dollars in my pocket you know i can finally treat myself to you know that that hair wax system that I've always I don't know, I don't know what you would buy for 123 dollars because you haven't uh had a car in a while curtis uh, I'll, I'll I'll let you know a few things that you can do with your hundred and twenty dollars as it, as it relates to with your car because it's you know it's coming back from your car. Um, that could barely get me two tanks of gas right now. Gas when I bought tonight was a dollar fifty five. It cost me seventy five dollars to fill my tank. Ridiculous. I remember. Yeah. I remember when gas, when I used to drive, and gas got up to. I think. I think when it broke eighty cents for the first time, I was like, "This is the end of days." <laughs> yep, I, I I remember that that time as well because it was like there was like kind of this. Uh, it was. It's like that. Um, I'll tie it back to video games. It's like the seventy nine ninety nine price point. Mm-hmm. Like when you when yeah. that finally breaches, they'll be rioting on the streets, right? Like how long has it been? Where video games typically, unless you buy like some super duper deluxe edition, seventy nine ninety nine has always been the price. Right? Yep. Yeah, and Since, continues to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you've written about it in in, in your articles um, about that weird price point that they just can't seem to breach. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I'm to- I totally with you because you're taking that money out of the coffers. It's revenue. What are you replacing with? What is being cut? I'm just waiting for it because. That's an annual ongoing. It's not like they're giving away the hundred twenty dollars back for this year because of, you know, to help you out for you know put put some money in your pocket for COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is money that's just gone. It's not coming into the government anymore. So what are you replacing it with? I I say just keep it and you keep bolstering up ICU beds and make sure that we don't get locked down again. 
mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How about how about that as a a good thing? Yeah, I, but, I think there's a lot of better places you can invest that that money. I, I they're in election like what? We're less than a hundred days if you really think about it, right? I think from an election we we must be right hundred days until Dofo roars back into office. Well, I I can't see anyone opposing him at this point in time. If you were to ask me, well, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't really have strong opposition. Nobody even knows who the liberal leader is. Yeah, Steve, and Stephen Del, Del Duca. But like, I I had to look that up ten seconds ago. I swear. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 not gonna they're not doing well. Got your. I'm gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna do with my renewal fee. Uh, maybe I'll 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 think of something. Maybe I'll think about. Maybe I'll put that towards the prize pool for uh, think of our handle on uh, Truth Social. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, so. To end off the show, we're going to have a little extra longer show because we keep pushing this one back and we've pushed this any further. We're never going to talk about it. And that is Disney Plus Book of Boba Fett. Curtis, what did you think of Book of Boba Fett or Book of Mando or uh, Book of Mandalorians? <laughs> um, I will say uh, that I was entertained by it. I will also say that that like I have decided over the last while that I'm just going to find Star Wars entertaining and not try to think of it as anything more because I was I was walking by I was walking by the park um the other day and there's two 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 guys were there with their their dogs and their kids and they sent they sent the kids to to go to like the swings and as soon as they were gone the one guy turns to the goes yeah, so Book of Boba Fett. The guy's got no motivation. He's <laughs> I don't understand why he's doing what he's doing. Why does he want to be a crime lord and all this kind of stuff? And all these are excellent questions. I never got he he did try one time, I think, in one piece of dialogue with with Fennec Shan to say, everybody else is crap at it. I think I'll be better. And he's a terrible crime lord. He's too nice. <laughs> He's too nice. Why is he such a nice guy in this in this show? What is that all about? But but I watched every episode, and after every episode, ah, oh, that was that was not not a waste of you know fifty five minutes or however long it was. I, I found it. I found you know elements. You were entertained. Enjoyable. You were entertained. Sure. Yeah, I was entertained. Yeah. How, yeah. how about you? What's your I, I, for for let me let me let me let me just comment one thing that you said about what your ongoing view on Star Wars is. It, it made me think. Wow, Curtis is actually saying, "I'm going to set the bar so low that if anything is remotely good, I'm actually quite surprised." Yeah, <laughs> I've absolutely surprised. done that. I've absolutely <laughs> done that. That is one hundred percent. Book of Boba Fett. It had an idea and it had a probably a script treatment. And then they said, let's go with it. And no one kind of wrote a cohesive story that made sense. Like the last three episodes, basically once Mando started showing up, like I found that quite jarring, but in a good way, because I was like, oh, yeah, I want to know what he's doing. I'm more interested in what he's doing than this other guy. Yeah, I don't understand why they just didn't make it Mando season three, which it was Mando season two and a half for sure. Well, that's when things got interesting was when he showed up. Yeah. And there was that entire episode where it was just him. 
like I kept thinking, I kept thinking, oh well, they'll they'll flash back to Tatooine and what's going on, and it's like, nope, nope. Wow, Pedro's getting a good payday from this episode. Oh yeah, yeah. And then and then and then the the penultimate episode is mostly is all is like probably what like 90 percent Mando. And then, and then the last one is like their big team up, which was kind of neat. I enjoyed seeing seeing them both flying around with their jetpacks and and uh, and shooting stuff. But like, I don't know. Like, I I kind of liked the the stuff with him and the Tuscan Raiders, uh, Boba Fett and the Tuscan Raiders early in the show. I liked getting to know a bit more about the Tuscan Raiders, and then it just kind of like, it, I guess it's supposed to serve as his moral backbone going forward after the Tuscan Raiders that he was with get slaughtered by what we find out is the Pike syndicate. Um, mm. But like, it just wasn't, I don't know. I just thought that they could have done more, more with that or. I, I, I think so because it's supposed to bridge the gap from present day from return of the Jedi to present day. So you, you are to think that he was with the Tuscans for the five years. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's not, it's not the few weeks that you kind of get the sense of. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like he was with them for years. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, it wasn't, he wasn't wandering the desert solo that long before he bumped into Fennec. That's right. Yeah. Well, he gets, cause, because like he gets, he, he escapes from the Sarlacc pit, then he's immediately captured by them. Right. So that's right. So that's like that's that could even he could have been captured by them before the Endor offensive. When you think about it. Oh, yeah. So, so he's yeah, he's been there. He's been hanging out with them forever. Yeah. And then you're right. It's like he almost almost like very shortly after he the 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 Tusken Raiders are massacred. He comes across Fennec. Yes, you're right. So. So yeah, like I don't know. It just seemed like it seemed like I thought I was, ho- and maybe it's because of my expectations of what I wanted to happen. I thought that they were going to be like the reinforcements at the end, like they were just going to charge into Mos Espa and Banthas and start like slaughtering all these all these Pike Syndicate guys in vengeance, and then that never materialized. Yeah, it was it was just it was just the it was just the mods, you know those you know those those kids, you know like, the cyberpunks, the cyberpunks, the one who looks like the one who looks like sort of like nineteen seventies Chrissy Hind, and the other one yeah. that was kind of motoring around. Well, the funny thing is, is for for people with cybernetic enhancements, when did they actually use them? I think they. I think to any effectiveness. I think I think they're cosmetic. <laughs> they're, just doing it they're like a Fortnite skin. Yeah, it's like a Fortnite skin. Yeah, yeah. this looks cool. This bionic arm looks cool. Let me let me make them do a dance. Yeah. Uh, you're right. They did the, the treatment of the Mando stuff was way better than the treatment that Boba got mm-hmm. because I think that was the episode that. Dallas Bryce Howard directed too. It was the all Mando episode all the time. The only thing, the only comment I have about that one is the montage of building the ship. But the whole first half of that episode, where you're kind of seeing how Mando's living his life now, basically mm-hmm. alone, and you know he misses the kid, and you know he's alone, he's getting beaten up alone, and he gets kicked out of the club, and yeah, you know. You 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 immediately kind of attach yourself to him, 
And that's why I was kind of like, wow, it's the book of Mando, because really, this was the episode I was waiting for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so spoilers from here. Not that anything else we said was really a spoiler. Uh, the most important thing happened. Uh, Grogu and Mando or Din Jarden have reunited after a foreshadowing of the montage of them building that Naboo starfighter. And they, oh, I removed the astromech yeah. uh, seat and I put in this, uh, was it Chekhov's chair? Is that what they're called? Chekhov's, Chekhov's chair? Chekhov's pod? I don't know. I didn't know there was a name for them. Yeah, look it up. Yeah, I will. <laughs> like, when, when she built that, I was like, oh, God, okay. Oh, well, yeah, we all yeah. know what's going to happen here. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, I, you know what? It's probably the best. Uh for it to happen like that but then it really wasted that second season ending like you went through all of that mm-hmm. and then he i guess you don't really know how much time has passed either right that's right yeah yeah you know you know that uh, gregory's been training with uh, luke for a while when they when 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 uh when when mando goes to to uh give him his uh his his little his little beskar chainmail shirt his adorable little Beskar uh, chainmail shirt, and uh, and Luke is, um, you know, at, at first you think, oh, you know, this is this is Gro- Grogu's going to be a Jedi, and that's cool. But then Luke sort of also lets it slip that he doesn't really seem to want to be there. Mm-hmm. So he he seems to want to uh, go back to like his spacefaring, his spacefaring ways, hanging out with Mando. Um, I also I also like the fact that that he was given the choice to go like anytime we ever saw a force wielder, it's like, oh, you got to choose this or that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the life you got to choose, you know, dark side, light side, or how about no side? How about I'm just, you know, done with this? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it was uh, and it was pretty. Um, it was kind of a bit touching how much. Mando really, you know, sort of, sort of missed him, you know, like really sort of, uh, you know, and, and I know that in the, in the books, in the extended universe, that was a big thing was like, you know, like on in Mandalorian culture was the devotion to, you know, the, the Mando warriors, their devotion to their sons was a, was a big, was a, was a big, uh, sort of pillar of their mythology. So mm-hmm. they're kind of keeping that in, uh, the men i mean you saw it in season two as well but you really kind of saw it in this one like he's well just that one episode right the dallas bryce howard right he he meets up with the armor which are again just a great myth mythical character right yeah love that character and uh yeah she kicks him out of the club effectively basically setting up season three right she basically tells him like if you want to get back in the club this is what you have to do Mm mm-hmm yeah. And oh, by the way, you have this dark saber, which apparently is a symbol of, you know, re reuniting all, all Mandalore or, you know, you have the ability to lead all of all Mandalorians and he has to go back to the planet and sit in some salt pond or whatever. I don't know. And I guess you find out that the Mandalorians, like like the armorer and her and her and her um sort of crew they're the they're the like the separatists from the clone war like the like the like the 
you know, because you know how um, Mandalore becomes like a, a a peaceful planet in the Clone War cartoon, and then there's the I forget what they're called, like the Dawn Night Watch or Night Watch, the, the, the Night Watch, yeah. yeah. So that's what they are, right? Like they're that yeah. faction that was uh, um, that that was fighting the the installed sort of pacifist government or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a cool callback. I, I think that's what you'll probably see I, that as the se- as the season three, and I think that's what the fans probably are are itching to to see as well, right? And it's maybe it's a uh, if that's how they want to end it, or we continue with the the two of them just wandering the galaxy, getting into adventures. I don't know. Hijinks, 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 <laughs> interstellar hijinks. Hey, um, that last was it the second last episode or was it the last episode i think it was the second last episode right with luke um outdoor luke seemed to look a lot better than season two indoor luke a little less a little less uncanny valley uh yeah you know training luke with grogu it was decent enough i thought they put way too much time doing that scene and then they had to put in ahsoka (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah 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 i know well that's the whole thing the whole thing kind of had everything in the kitchen sink right like, exactly people. so so here we go ahsoka luke grogu mando on this planet that i don't know they're building a jedi temple oh actually they finished building it right because he's given when he's given the choice right mm-hmm. take this lightsaber which happens to be yoda's lightsaber mm-hmm and at that point in time, I think I almost checked out. I was like, I facepalm myself so hard. I was just like, why did it have to be Yoda's lightsaber? Couldn't it just be, hey, look, I made you this lightsaber. Isn't this cool? Nah. <laughs> nope. No, you know, it can't be that. It's got to have yeah. It's, it's got to have some connection to a, to a previously established character. You can have new characters in Star Wars. <laughs> Well, one thing, one thing uh, that that I, don't, I can't remember if we talked talked about it before was um, the uh, introduction of Cad Bane as a the live action version of Cad Bane, right? Which, right, which right. I quite liked. Oh yeah, no, no, I, I think they did a good job. Um, it also gives you hope about what they could possibly do with uh, Admiral Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. Uh, like, how do you how do you put a character like Thrawn on live action and not make him look goofy. Mm-hmm. Not make him not look like a 60s Star Trek villain. Yeah, you don't want him looking like uh, <laughs> one of those, what are the, the Orions? You don't want him looking like, yeah, like, exactly. like the Orions or whatever. And yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you want him to look, I mean, you know, like the Chiss, they're hum- humanoid, but like also like they have that sort of menacing appeal, the red eyes and the blue skin and stuff. You want them to have a character like Thrawn, who, uh, you know, was such a prevalent part of the, uh, the, the, uh, what was that? That first trilogy of books. Who was that guy? Timothy Zahn, the Timothy Zahn trilogy of books. He was yeah, the yeah, best character. Like he was the best sort of breakout character in those books. So you want him uh-huh. to be done right. Yep. Oh yeah, there was so much fan service in that episode. I I, oh. I didn't have to wait. I didn't have to wait for the credits to end. I said, I bet you Dave Filoni directed this episode, and <laughs> lo and behold, I was like, Oh, your cowboy hat is all over this episode. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There was there was a lot. There was a lot. I mean, and that's what the. I mean, that was one of the dangers that we thought about. 
that we thought might happen when you're establishing Boba Fett as the main character instead of the 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 Mando who like uh, Din Jardin who's new, right? Um, and so with uh, with Boba Fett, yeah, it's got you have to have all these like callbacks to previous Star Wars adventures and all this kind of stuff. And some of them, like I said, I liked the Tusken Raiders stuff while it was while they were you know, sort of exploring their mythology and stuff. And then some of it was just, you know, fan service for the sake of fan service. And did, did Ahsoka, I guess Ahsoka is getting her own show or whatever, right? So I guess that's why they wanted to have her show up because there wasn't really any. There was no, there was no need for her to be in it other than just some threshold guardian to, be there for Mando, mm. right? To say, listen, you know, that sad moment of, you know, I know you want to see him, but, you know, is it the right thing for right. you or is it the right thing for him, you know? Yeah. So, oh, and, and sorry, I, I, I'm, I misused the analogy properly or, or the symbolism. It's a Chekhov's gun that I was thinking about. Oh, right, right. Right. Chekhov's gun, which is synonymous for uh, foreshadowing. Right. So once they once they put that cockpit on the back, it was like, oh, it's Chekhov's gun. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it was. Uh, I, I guess. I guess. Like when uh, there was like some Star Wars fan boys and fan girls and stuff. I kind of liked the fact that Ahsoka talked to Luke because then it was, she was like, oh, I knew your dad sort of thing <laughs> oh, after after we first saw her and said oh there's not many of us left they're probably not so at that point if i was luke i'd be like so where were you when we needed you to help us fight the empire where where wish i mean that's the problem i mean this is the problem that 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 you know we brought up time and time again it's like you've, where where do these characters fit when like you know there's if you're taking like hard truths uh, from the canon to be like the Jedi were ex- were essentially wiped out except for like Obi Wan and Yoda, right? That's what you're kind of led to believe. Where yeah, where does Ahsoka fit in? Why isn't she? Why 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 isn't she at the Battle of Yavin or whatever? Like like what's she doing? Why is she around now? Now she's resurfaced when you know shit's blown over especially when Filoni put her in rebels. So she's aware of the rebel Alliance. Mm -hmm. She's fulcrum, right? She's the character fulcrum during the early days of the rebels. Yeah. So So she's aware that the empire needs to be taken down and she knows who's at the helm. And (laughs) yeah, so they're going to have to throw in like some retcon where like, she was like, I don't know. Like maybe she was, maybe she, maybe she's actually like Wedge Antilles in this, like she disguised herself as like Wedge Antilles. Like I was with you the whole time. What are you talking what about? Was wingman. I was, I was during the, during the briefing on the Mon Calamari ship, I was sitting next to Prune Face. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> was, oh yeah, boy. I, I so, do that. yeah. I, you know what, you know what just makes me think, Curtis, like, uh, I, I, I'm really nervous about the Obi-Wan show, but I'm looking forward to Moon Knight. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I think those two are the next coming out on Disney Plus from TV show perspective is Moon Knight and uh, the Obi-Wan story. Yeah, I'm looking forward to both. I, I, I suggest you take my my method and 
with Obi Wan and just say like as long as long as long as as long as I'm not bored for for fifty minutes, and like maybe Ewan McGregor has a couple of good quips, then I'm good. Or here, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to pretend that the only thing on TV is two broke girls, and then turn on Disney Plus and go, oh look, Obi Wan. <laughs> you could do that. That's another way. <laughs> or you could just pretend that that this is your first introduction to the star wars universe and just block out all biases yeah yeah why not okay so well you know, i mean you won't have to do that with moon knight because moon knight hasn't been in anything right like, that's right character, like, <laughs> they could do whatever they want with it yeah, yeah. What, a, what a concept yeah <laughs> all right so that ends another episode thank you again for listening you can catch curtis and i weekly on apple Podcasts, spotify and google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a rating. Actually, you can leave us a rating on Spotify now, too. Uh, Give us a a nice rating, and that will help others find us. So any parting words, Curtis, other than lower the bar so low that everything is awesome? Um, Oh, I was just going to say one of the other shows um, that that I watched in uh, concurrently with uh, Book of Boba Fett was um, Peacemaker, on uh, which you can get on Crave through the HBO Max content on Crave. Um, and uh, really one of the best things that the DC Extended Universe has has put out, in my opinion. Okay. And that's starring ex-WWE superstar John Cena as Peacemaker, yeah, right? He's like, he's, he's, he's not quite the rock, but he's probably at Dave Bautista level, I think, of transforming his wrestling <laughs> career into an acting career okay we'll have to check that out that's on uh, crave and hbo max right mm-hmm. yeah all right looking forward to it okay so we'll catch you next week and just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber i'm living the good life while i'm working from home